Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey. And joining me this evening, more like it, um, I've got a visual multimedia artist um, who uh, is uh, known for her uh, metaphysical approach to uh, her artwork. Um, she has a uh, uh, her brand, uh, which is um, uh, Ancient Couture. Uh, she's a, a live resident artist uh, with Non-Pop, um, the uh, arts collective slash event planning uh, agency that throw great dope events uh, around Milwaukee area. And uh, so I'm excited to talk to her about her passions, artistry, and why she does what she does. Thank you very much for joining me, Lisa Batika. What's up? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being here. How are you? I'm doing well. Feeling good in this moment. It's nice to be here. Good. Good. What'd you do today? Today was kind of a relaxed day. I just worked on a little bit of art and then I kind of needed a little, it's been kind of an interesting week, so kind of had some time to reflect a little bit, re-energize. Right. Yeah. Did, did you did you have to go outside in the snow today? I didn't. I enjoyed the sun from inside. Oh, good. The sun coming in. Well, that's nice. Um, yeah, I had to whip out the old snow boots earlier today. And um, I walked around and, you know, I took some scenic pictures around the neighborhood just because like, you know, really a heavy snowfall today. It was definitely like uh, a stressful day to be outside for sure. There's a lot of energy in Milwaukee today. Oh uh, yeah, certainly. You went out there and experienced it a little bit, so you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, we just got back from having a little chat with uh, with uh, Joe Biden, uh, who was downtown Milwaukee today. Um, did a little protest. So what we talk about. On Mr. Nice Guy, Lisa, we talk love, fear, passion, and creativity. And so we first met um, because I came across your art, and I believe it was like the Miramar fan page where like I see people doing cool things in the club scene. And um, yeah, I just noticed that like you had a really like dope portfolio of art, and I visited your page and see that you have all of these like you know this cool like third eye approach to like what, what you do and why you do it um which we're going to talk all about that tell me a little bit about, about your background and your upbringing like where did you grow up all right starting with the backgrounds for sure so um so i'm palestinian so my family is jordanian palestinian um i was born in california in san diego originally because my dad's family had immigrated there when he was a little bit younger. And when I was five years old, we moved to Jordan. That's where my mom's side of the family lived. And I grew up there until I was 11. So from the first to fifth grade. And then we moved back here to Wisconsin, to Greendale of all places, hmm. story of its own. But um, when, I was, yeah, when I was 11 and I was there, I kind of grew up there in school for a little bit. And then I moved to Milwaukee when I was 18. And I've been here for the past 12 years. This has kind of become like my home here in its own way. Oh, that's dope. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you said 12 years you've been here? Yep. Okay. School and then kind of just, I love Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. 
is yeah. yeah there's a lot of all of its contrasts yeah certainly like you know it's definitely not without its flaws but um but it's a wonderful city full of wonderful folks and uh you know i know that uh especially this time of year you know those uh winters are ever so brutal but um just the people and the and the love and the culture just keeps me here year after year you know what i mean definitely the culture too like i mean i feel like there's something that like my dad always says this like about the seasons changing because you know he was in california for like most of his you know like from 13 on and he just always says how like the contrast of the changing season you know if say you're in cali like it can be so you can get used to that almost and that's just how it is like with a lot of things with life but the change of weather here like you know the energy in springtime in milwaukee it's like you just feel it everybody's walking their dogs outside it's like a magic in the air you know oh my god with all the dandelions everywhere yep and then things start to kind of wake up a little bit but it's and that, there's something like there's something nice about going with the seasons of like how things are you know even though even though the winters suck especially with plowing on the streets and getting out yeah. in you know but yeah Luckily, I, I don't have a car, so uh, I don't have to worry about the plowing too much. But yeah, it's it still is like painful to get around this time of year. But yeah, I mean, like I fuck with a Milwaukee summer so hard. Like it's yeah. it's just like uh, kind of like what you said. Like when everything like first awakens and like you know the the birds return from their migrations, gr the greenness of nature like return and like that's you know I mean like I've always been in the Midwest, but it that's you know a feeling that still like never gets old too. Um, and it's great having the lake nearby too. Cause like, um, you know, I love the beach. I love being by the water. I love the sunrises against the beach. Yeah, totally. Um, definitely catch a couple of those, uh, a year. I tried to. Um, so when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? So when I, so when I think of like being a kid, it's like, being in Jordan for those like six years, I think like for a lot of us in our childhood, we can have like these like distant, like soft memories of, that are, you know, but for me, those years were like such a fundamental part of my like concept of who I am. So it's like, you know, like I learned Arabic and I retained it from that time. Like, and just like growing up in the streets and being able to like grow up with my grandparents and have the blessing to experience the culture firsthand instead of kind of like adapting here. It was, you know, it had its hardships in ways, but like it was, it's just, I feel like it's just like shaped me who I am. Like I really like, I feel like a big part of who I am is just a part of that childhood, you know? So like growing up there, it's like very, like school is really hard. Like it's not like crayons and like fun. It's like school is kind of like basic. Like I went to a Catholic school, probably like I could walk there and like it was like not even like two blocks. I walked up my street and walked right around the corner. And like, um, you know, I remember like taking like exams that were like, about like the anatomy of an eyeball like we just like learned like harder shit like you know harder stuff when we're younger over there so I think at that time just you it's competitive like you're you really want to like stand out right away so you'd be able to like, go to college because it's a little bit harder over there so my mom really pushed us a lot with studying and I think at the time my thinking was like probably that I want to be like a doctor or something because 
that's like the most, you know? But yeah, I think like, it wasn't until I moved here, the next phase of being a kid for me, like that I feel like those parts of me awakened like a whole different part, you know? Where it wasn't like serious, yeah. it became more of like, oh, like just the colors of being able to like design my room and like do all these things. And I think like a different part of me awakened in that sense. Totally, yeah, yeah, you, you, you accessed a, a different a territory within yourself that, you know, just, it, it's like a locked character in a video game, you know, it's like, but, you know, you have to uh, advance into the levels to be able to get there and have that revelation for sure. Um, where did your interest in like visual art and doing that sort of thing, like where did that really kind of stem from you think? So, so I've had like the, I've had a journey all the way around to get back to this point of like being an artist and just like owning that as my reality and as who I am. But so when I first moved here, like right away, my mom, my mom and my grandma, they're so creative, like always sewing things. And my mom, like, she's just like mad with like cross stitching and creating stuff. So like, since I was young, we would just like, I would have ideas for like fabrics or to make like the little things for my tablecloths or to make my own bedding. And my mom was always just like really great about helping me materialize those ideas. So I started just with decorating my room and like I would have different themes. Like one time I made my whole wall black and white checkered papers and I did the work of just standing there and taping them individually. But like oh. my parents, well I should probably say my parents were super strict, like really, really strict. So like I had to just make my own fun in that sense. So like I just would have fun like designing my room and doing little things. And my mom supported me with like creating that. I think that was just like a part of me that was always like, I think my family always knew that I was really creative and it's just like what I exuded, but like there was like a pressure when I went to school to go to college, being like the first person to graduate, which I ended up graduating with my brother, which was cool. But um, yeah, there was kind of like more of like, more of a pressure of a career. So like, it took a little bit of a long way around, like going to school, studying different things, graduating with different things, having a few majors, mm. really just like to find what I wanted to be. Yeah, for sure. Where uh, where did you go to school? I went to UWM. Oh, same. I ended up moving to Milwaukee. Not too far away from my parents, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, what did you uh, get your degree in? So I ended up graduating with early childhood education. And oh, no. I one credit away from having my Arabic minor, but I would have had to wait a whole other semester just to get this one specific class. Yeah. You know how there's like that like daycare facility um, like on, uh, what is that, uh, Hartford, that, that street? Center? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The children, yeah. I used to live on the block, the, the 33 block of Kramer, which is like right next to it. So like every single morning I'd wake up to the sound of kids screaming and playing in the, in the playground every single morning <laughs> <laughs> the best is yeah you were like right there yeah yeah it was like literally right outside my window um I worked there for a few years so we probably i'm sure if you pass by that corner oh yeah we, we may have crossed paths <laughs> we might i might have walked past you all slack jawed going to class <laughs> okay, yeah. so you went to school too was you know yeah yeah i was a journalism student um, with a minor in psych income so um yeah uh well that is interesting how early childhood education but, but you're you know you're this um you know like very expressive visual artist um it sounds like 
you're curious about a lot of things in this world. Yeah, I thank you for observing that. <laughs> I am, it's a good thing, but it's a thing, <laughs> you know? It's, it's a blessing and a curse because it's like, it's, you're always like hungry to keep learning and experiencing and growing, mm-hmm. but there's that usually like a very zealous brain like that can also make you very easy at like having anxiety. <laughs> Especially Definitely does for me. Things. No, for sure. I think, I think a lot of people that are like open because you're more like, you're just receiving more data, you know, like, because you're more connected with your surroundings and you're opening up different like parts and portals of yourself. So yeah, as I do understand that for sure. Yeah, yeah, because like you're also, especially when you when you just kind of naturally, organically think so critically about, you know, philosophy and expression and how to logically make sense of things. It's like, you know, there's a lot of what ifs that uh, you can spark from that. But I'd rather be that way and deal with the anxiety then not be that way. (laughs) And you know, we're young. So it's like, we're just like learning the tools and what we need to do within ourselves to like find that consistent stability, but we got it. Yeah, I think so. I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah, we're doing great. Yeah, for sure. So did you take any like art classes at UWM? No, I wish. I I truly like, I just, I wish. I studied um, like global studies, a little bit of um, communications for sure. I took like interpersonal I took like all the communications classes and then I started in the beginning with public relations and and then I knew I had I think something else and then I graduated with early childhood so I was in school I was in school like taking full semesters and just like learning different things because I had like this I mean it was it was my parents didn't put a pressure on me but it was like this unspoken pressure you know and like kind of like it was kind of like something that I wanted to like just do for myself and my parents gave up so much and worked so hard for us to, you know, to be here and to like have that. And I wanted to like have my degree and show them that, you know? So, but really looking back, it would have been so good for me to take a semester off. That's what I tell anybody, you know, just to like figure out what I wanted to do. But I also, even though it's tough going through so many majors, I learned so many different topics in a way, mm-hmm. you know, I was always like interested. So yeah. I made the best of it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. I you knew like always what you wanted to do. Um yes and no. Um I went into college wanting to do broadcast journalism, um, which I definitely like was active in. Um and I, I started with it in high school. Um, but then like that was kind of just what I felt like it felt like the only thing I was good at, you know, because like I wasn't athletic. I wasn't a great student. I wasn't like an artist, you know, it's like I did broadcasting in high school and had fun with it. So um, decided like that's kind of what I feel like I'm meant to do. So came to college for that. And then about halfway through after a couple internships, I decided I wanted to do music journalism. I feel like I want to, you know, I want to tell stories and share ideas and interview people that I just organically get excited about, you know? Yeah, I'm still kind of going the DIY route, you know, haven't quite uh, figured it out, but getting there. You're creating your own blend of all of it. Cause like, 
I think being able to communicate and connect with people is an art form, like social intelligence, all of that, you know? So being able to observe and make people feel comfortable, like, so. For sure. Yeah, you're creating your own brand of it, for sure. Well, thank you, Lisa. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, <laughs> I appreciate that. that. That's kind of you to say. Um, yeah, uh, so I guess like, so after school, I'm kind of interested in just sort of how your like art career sort of kind of started manifesting. So, well, two things were happening kind of around the same time. Like when I was in school, when I was in college still, I came across this book and I started learning about the law of attraction and opened up like this interest for me about the power of our mind and, you know, metaphysical things, vibration, frequency, my interest in science mm. and spirit. And so I began delving into that like very, very deeply while I was in school. So that was kind of like my passion at night. I would always be researching and learning. And it was something that was like really easy for me to understand, which is funny because I probably should have just studied philosophy in college, <laughs> but everybody said it was so hard. And so I avoided it. Um, but so I was kind of like developing this interest in all of these things. And at that time I was like a little bit younger and I had this idea of creating the streetwear clothing line. Cause you know, for me, I felt like there wasn't enough stuff especially for women. And so it was like all about words. I'm, I'm a big word person. That's a big thing is like, I love words. When I moved here, I was like the thesaurus, just like reading everything. And so it started to develop. And at the same time, I was kind of like going through these changes, graduating and having that survival mode, getting a job and everything. So all of that was developing on the side and the back. And well, I should probably mention too, I created one of my first pieces of artwork when I was around like 22 23 I started it and that kind of opened up this part of me too where it was like oh cool like I enjoyed like being able to like have an idea or to like it was inspired by one of my favorite artists at the time but just like the feeling of being able to materialize something because I've always been really I've always had a really good eye and I've always had like a good a good hand you know if yeah. that makes sense so like so that I kind of started to like awaken this part of myself and start to explore art and so this is all happening I'm graduating college I decide that I have to talk to like my teachers in the program and tell them that I'm not going to be student teaching because I know that it's not going to be like the career for me, which was really hard because I pretty much went through the whole program and at UWM is one of the best schools because we're they're pretty much preparing you for teaching the Milwaukee public school system. And that's where I really wanted to teach. But at the same time, I was like understanding a lot of things that were happening in this world and like different layers of things and the system and all of that. And it was just one of those moments for me where I had to decide like, if I'm, you know, I can make a change in a classroom for sure. I know I can make that, but I had to kind of reach, just continue my self-development and reach things in a different way. And it was a hard decision to make. And my, you know, you said, why did you just finish with that? Why are you not doing it? But at the end of the day, my parents were supportive. And um, so at that time I was, I was like awakening this part of myself, like, like owning a little bit more of my ideas and myself as an artist and what I want to do. So I had this job, um, right when I graduated, I got this job at a very like corporate place and working eventually in like an accounting department with like credit cards and purchase. It was like, it's for Brookdale, one of the biggest companies for senior communities. And they doubled over, we did a merger. So they doubled over. So for two years, it was like super corporate working really hard all day. Still in the back, like started hula hooping and like just exploring myself at night a little bit more and still working on these ideas. And um, then there was just this point after like two years, I was just sitting by the lake and, or by the river, you know, kind of like right off of North Avenue. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I was like, I need to quit my job. Like I can just quit my job, you know? 
And it was, I remember the day, I remember the feeling, and it was just one of those moments where I just like, took ownership of my life outside of like what's expected from my parents, even from my job. And I went in and I gave them a two weeks notice. So I was turning 25 that time. It was like in June that it happened. So I turned 25, moved to a new home. It was like all these fresh slates. And so it was like, my confidence at the time was that I wanted to create this like affirmation series with like picture frames. Cause I was always like collecting picture frames and stuff. So I was like, okay, I can like sell those, you know, like to make money. So I would just, I just leaped, you know, you leap and then that will appear. Mm-hmm. And I leaped and, you know, I didn't, I told my mom, but it was a little bit hard to open up to my dad about it right away. I had to kind of build some stability. And I, so, you know, one of my good friends, Aaron Olson, we have known each other for many years back in high school and we reconnected synchronistically at the time. And he was looking for a little help with the Miramar and it was like just a perfect time to like kind of hop in. And that opened up a whole different network and connection, you know, cause I was always very involved in Milwaukee, like being a sorority and being on campus and working at the Bradley center mm-hmm. for a couple of years, you know? So like it just opened up a different circle of like a network and people to me. And so that kind of all just happened at the same time, like right when I turned 25. And since then I've just been really just creating and cultivating my ideas and understanding the process of an artist where you're not go up and down, you know, and, and, you know, like, it's like, you got to, especially like for myself to build the tools that I need for a business for this clothing line and just for everything. It's like, you know, you got to work a little bit, purchase something. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've just like, I've been doing it for myself and I've been trying to be patient with that process as much as I can. Cause that, uh, so yeah, what's been happening these past five years, just like working a little bit. And I, so I was doing like, the art wasn't as much of a focus in the front for me in the beginning. It was more of my clothing line and creating like, just incorporating words, metaphysics, just like, and really like for myself, like for my clothing line, it's like every, every shirt, everything comes with like a little teaching because I've used like patterns, numbers. So the whole point is that when you talk to somebody, it's like a conversation starter, you know? And so I went through a rebrand because it was originally like female streetwear clothing and that kind of pushed things a little bit back a little, but I wanted it to just be like, just in general, like unisex. So that was, I know that was a lot to kind of download, but yeah, yeah, no, I'm kind of happening. Yeah. I'm just kind of like uh, absorbing like mm-hmm. a lot of these um, uh, like occurrences, you know, as they, it seems like a lot happened at once, um, which is so like invigorating. Uh, um, and it's like super, um, it's super hard to kind of stay in the moment when that happens, kind of what you were saying, where it's like you get so like, you know, stoked on like your newfound direction. And your mind can kind of like, you know, try to, you know, it, it gets far ahead of itself, you know, but um, and at that point, like, you know, we always have to remind ourselves to still keep our feet on the ground, but it's like so rewarding to feel so overjoyed about like, you know, kind of reclaiming yourself from an otherwise like tedious period of kind of stagnant exploration of yourself. And I definitely went through that after school too, for like a year, had no idea what I was doing. I was working at Starbucks and it can be, there's some days where it's like, you do literally like get haunted, like as you're like trying to fall asleep at night 
about of like those sort of like those existential crisis thoughts of like what the hell am I doing right now and like what is my purpose and like what what is in my control how can I like kind of take my purpose back in my own hands because sometimes shit just feels so bleak and um you just kind of feel when you especially when you're like in a cog in the machine it's kind of just like you know you're used to that just rigid structure and you can't really imagine yourself without it but um yeah like it, it sounds like just uh, the right things happened at the right time for you and um it led you on a very merry path um <laughs> and into such roles uh that you have uh, since filled which is really awesome and you should be proud of yourself thank you cheers cheers to that <laughs> I mean, like, it's definitely, especially our generation with a lot of things, like, it's definitely not easy to break the mold. And, you know, when you, like, wake up and just realize, like, there's just an expectation of certain patterns, it doesn't matter, like, where you come from or wherever, like, you know, whatever the narrative has been in your life, even the ones you've, like, kind of had to, like, follow for yourself. But, like, it's just, and, you know, like, also realizing, like, the vulnerability and being okay with, like, starting over and not, you know, like a lot of people do measure you by your career, right? Like, what do you do for a living? So like being okay with just saying it and like being like, this is what I do. Like I'm an artist, I'm a designer, you know, and creating my portfolio in the meantime and just owning it. But also, you know, it's, it's like a, you have, it's like a, it's like a back and forth. You kind of have to like massage it out a little bit. Yeah. And it's, it sounds easy, but it's also vulnerable. So there's moments, you know, and the more that you kind of cycle in and out, you learn it. Yeah, totally. Like, so practice too. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it, it takes a lot of self discipline to really like get acclimated to believing that this is what you do and what you like identify with enough to call yourself. Yeah, I'm an artist, or you know, I'm a I'm a rapper, or I'm a singer, or I'm a painter. In my case, I'm a podcaster. It doesn't pay, but I'm a podcaster, you know, it's just something that is just so like, um, as it's so essentially tied to me, like I wouldn't, I can't separate my, like my being, um, without like from this medium at this point, because I've just invested so much of my soul and energy and, you know, effort into building into what it is. And, the same goes for those artists such as yourself who has an entire wall of art right behind you um or you know the artists that like are like the the recording artists that you know have uh several albums uh under their belt like after a certain point it's like at this point it's like this is part of your core identity and uh, we're so conditioned, we're so indoctrinated to believe that like, that's like a foolish route to success because the way we're so used to capitalism, like we're so used to the idea that it's like a one in a million chance you're going to be successful at this, you know, and that it will never be, a, it will never be sustainable beyond just 
your hobbyist like practice but more and more than ever right now in the last you know in the last couple of years the last decade even like you know thanks to especially because of the internet like we are seeing more and more success stories of people doing art full-time and fucking winning doing it and and putting their purpose in their own hands but with the creative edge which many of us were told was illogical and just not not based in reality like too idealistic but that's not really the case anymore absolutely because i think like a big part of like success or it's become over these years on earth like it's become things that are measurable yeah but really it's like success is like the feeling that you leave somebody with when you have a good conversation, your, your impression in the world, your character. And then it just expands so much from there, you know? So it's not measurable. Right. It doesn't exist in a vacuum. Yeah. It's yeah. incremental. It's yeah. But it can be measurable over time if you, if you stick to it and you, you're okay with, you know, like that's a big thing for like learning and anything. Like it's like, you have to be okay with falling so many times. Like, even like when I learned how to skate, like felt so I was 25 and so I was okay, I'm gonna just, you have to just create a new pattern. You wanna learn this, you wanna learn how to spin a ball on your finger. You wanna learn how to anything, you know? Mess up, mess up, mess up, be vulnerable, mess up, mess up. And then one day you catch the feeling, mess up, mess up, mess up, catch the feeling again. And then it becomes like less and less in between. And I think that like formula for human development and just like how we learn. Cause kids, that's what kids are doing in their development. They just don't care about messing up. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. And uh, that's kind of a good connection you made there because in a way, like being creative and being, you know, and chasing these far-fetched dreams of uh, artistic expression is a retention of childlike wonder. You're using your imagination in these vivid and versatile ways basically painting your own picture um Reality. of your future yeah yeah of your future and god like does it feel good when you do it when you do that and uh, you get like something that like affirms you it's like yeah with yourself with your essence yeah it's such a good feeling because it's like we're so conditioned right and then to decondition and recondition is that practice of being vulnerable but also like knowing that you can, because right now this day and age, I mean, the internet overwhelms me. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty hip, you know, but I'm at the same time, like really like very unplugged. Like, I think the biggest thing that I'm working on as an artist is my social media skills. Hmm. It's like, it's just not because I can, but there's a lot of aspects to it, but it's just an interesting world on there, you know? And I feel like that's, but also in the same time, it connects us all. And so it's like what you were saying about seeing other people and our generation now, even though things, there's like different timelines happening with like self-esteem for some people and with some of the things in comparison, but there's also a lot of different things happening with like inspiration and showing each other that we could do it. And like, that's, there's probably been artists and people that have been doing it all along, but maybe they don't have the tools to connect with each other in the world to know that it's happening. And that's cool. Cause right now that's what's happening. We're awakening little pieces. You know, right? Yeah. Painting the reality, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, uh, changing the game, as they say. <laughs> what year were you born in, officially? 96. 96, okay. Oh, so you're actually a little bit younger than I thought. Yeah, a lot of people think I'm older. It's probably the beard. Um, but um, I thought maybe like, yeah, I just say what? I thought maybe like 93, 94. Oh, yeah. No, I, I just turned 25 a month ago. Old soul, young spirit. <laughs> yes. I, uh, You'll tip over. Indeed. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know, I, I, was, I still feel like a kid. Like, I'm, I'm definitely like, you know, I find random aches in my body, like all the time. Um, so definitely turning into an old lump, but I still feel like a kid. So <laughs> Keep owning the kid and like, I always like, don't claim it. Don't claim the aches, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah. Never plan it. Keep rewiring, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, I just you know, need a nice little massage or a heating. Yeah. That's all I need. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, how you got, like, your art careers, uh, um, like, off the ground, and you're talking about getting involved with the Miramar. Um, we'll talk about non-pop in a little bit. But so you're, you're you kind of have a presence for, like, live music you know you're you're a visual like live artist and you know and in um some of the and just one of the things you do so i'm kind of interested in like what kind of music like um like what your music taste is like like what kind of music have you gravitated towards growing up and just like what music you know speaks most to your soul i want to hear kind of more about the role it plays in your life Okay, so my, well, I mean, so my musical journey was like pretty much most of my life, I grew up with Arabic music. Cause even when I was in California, it's like my family is like so, like we're super Arab, you know? So like my mom, like we always grew up with Arabic music for, for most of my life. And then when I was in high school, we had like those songs that you hear the dances, like, yeah, yeah. And little John and up there, like, like the radio songs, but I wasn't like super, I had like an hour on the computer every day, like, I couldn't really like explore for myself. So when I got to college, I started to kind of, I was, I mean, I've always just like loved, you know, saying words. So like starting to connect with like rap and hip hop, I started my own exploration with music. Like, so I'm one of those people that like, I just don't know, I'm, you're gonna mention a band or whatever. I might know some songs inherently, like subconsciously, but I don't know a lot of bands or things off the top of my head because I'm actually like grew up with a whole other culture, you know? So like I'm very fluent in other culture, but not in, here so I'm always like learning those things so when I was starting to like retrace music I I got into common right away and then I kind of went back to like most staff tribe called quest got into like big crit and was just like kind of weaving around like that was like my that was like my grounding being on campus just listening to music like I started to like just connect with the different with music you know with like you know, with, you know just understanding music and lyrics and just connecting with the journeys and so I came across J. Cole and he I just loved Jago at the time. Like he was just my shit. And like, so I would just, I would trace back all these albums, was like listening to him a lot. And that was for me, like just like rap and hip hop, like between like old school, but new school, but just anything with good lyrics, good messages, good beat, you know? And when I started um, working at the Miramar, so I was working in the box office. So just, you know, doing check-in and stuff. And that's what I've done there for the past five years, which is, which has been really nice because um, on my journey of like, kind of slowing down with drinking and not going out as much. It was a good way for me to have like 
my dose of social interaction without too much, you know? So it was a good balance with all of that. Um, so then I started to kind of understand more of like the EDM and like different subgenres within that, which is really hard to like pinpoint. But um, so I've, you know, like, I like things that make me feel good, like feel good sounds. But the biggest thing that I've connected with in that realm over the past few years has been trap, but EDM trap more, where it's a good 808 and a good bass. So, because yeah. that kind of like, for me, that like translates to like hip hop a little bit, it's like time signature, like you kind of just like, you know, it's got a little bounce. Yeah. But then that's kind of like faded out a little bit. But I've been saying it's going to make a comeback. And so over the past, so then kind of like weaving in and around between like that previous self with my Spotify and like all my stuff that I saved from before and like learning new music, being around, you know, like rhythm has been a popular thing the past few years and different things. And, you know, it's, you know, everybody has their cup of tea. <clears throat> For me, it's, it's not necessarily mine, but also just feeling, just hearing how sounds play out in different ways. Um, but then once I started to get involved with non-pop and go out, that was a good way for me to kind of get back into music from a different perspective where, you know, it played, it wasn't just like necessarily always just like sounds. It came back to like more, a little bit more with words and stuff like that, you know, Mo and Tisa have done a really great job of balancing their different styles. And so, yeah, I don't, so it's just been all around between all of that. But for me, when I'm like looking up my own stuff, I love like anything like Arab trap, like anything like oriental with like a little gangster, but then some words, you know, so I, 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 you know, I have my own projects and little things of ideas, but I definitely like, that's, that's the stuff that makes my soul like feel like the most awake, like where it's like tribal, yeah, you know, but it's not, as, it's not as out there. That's tight. But, um, they have Arab trap. I'd love to hear some of that. I can definitely send you some links for sure. Great um that sounds great i love all kinds of music like and i i enjoy the journey of like relearning even like classic rock or learning some of the songs people grew up with where their dads played that music for them like you know and like being like oh that's who that is or like like yeah. and then you know it's it's really cool for me like i've had some awesome friends be patient like my friend keith uh, i don't know if you know keith gossett he's from oh yeah he's yeah. the november criminals yep yep it's like him Hoka. and my friend right and who they're what both, jeffrey right he also he's he works at the miramar too in security and like they've just like they've always like showed me different kinds of music and like keith is always like he's he's like, you don't know that but then he'll like show it to me it's cool they've, I've, I've been learning some things hmm. but right. i also like i think i gotta share more arabic music out there too because there's some really beautiful music oh yeah definitely um yeah like for me, like you mentioned a lot about words and sounds and uh, both of which are obviously, you know, huge parts of like what makes people, what makes or breaks like how someone like, uh, you know, resonates with, with music as I've kind of like explored and really like evolved as a music journalist. I've found a really big thing for me is texture in music and just like how not only just how like a sound like some how some like a sound um how you hear it but also just like how it also makes you feel as you hear it mm -hmm. and uh, that like kind of paying attention to textures and also um I wouldn't say I have like synesthesia or anything but I mean I think that like visual art as it 
pertains to music, you know, something that, you know, you might know a thing or two about. Um, like, I, I think that colors are massively important in my music consumption too. Like colors and textures and how, especially like in live performances, like what the set design might look like and the light displays um, in like a live set, like those things are, have become like massively essential parts of like, like what I, listen like how I listen to music and like what I listen to it for and uh, I got really into ambient stuff the last couple months the stuff that's just really dense soundscapes music triggers a lot of memories for me like it makes me think of things it puts it paints pictures in my head you know when it's like where do you like where does this song or this piece place you does it place you in the club does it place you on a beach? Does it place you in a desert where you're all by yourself? Does it place you like walking down the street in your neighborhood? Like, does it in the deep forest? Like what, you know, there's so many different scenarios, like the, the various uh, sensory conduits that music activates for you. And I just think that's so cool. Absolutely. It's cool because I love that you mentioned all of that because I think that's also something that's been growing more over the past years, like even going, experiencing music festivals and all of that. Like, I think that's something that's been really cool with the Miramar that it brought into Milwaukee with like that EDM overall scene because all the shows, they have visual, the visual artists, you know, like BJ, BJ Bry. Yeah. I mean, he like, yeah, he's like, dope. I haven't sent to Milwaukee. He's done some amazing, made genius. He's just a genius and super cool person, you know, very down to earth. But then there's been like Rooster, um, a few Marcus, a few people that have come through, Sierra trained through him, like, and just bringing the lights and like the visuals. Cause I think a lot of people in those shows, maybe on different frequencies, maybe different people are on different frequencies and pairing that like image with a song, it can totally like stimulate a whole different, it's cool. It just creates a whole different frequency. So oh, yeah. stuff at home, do you play, like if you have a, a song that you're playing, do you put on a video in the background or? um i've been getting more into videos as time has gone on like the cover the album artwork or like the, the cover art you know that's a, that's a big thing for me yeah. i, I feel like yeah like that can say a thousand words um so speaking of lights and edm uh so i assume you know sierra yeah yep shout out to the light queen yeah she's the light queen like rise the light king she's like queen <laughs> <laughs> i love sierra she's dope yeah, um she's cool. yeah um so tell me about ancient couture like your your llc um of original uh, artistic ideas like where did that name come from so that name it took me a little bit to remember it because I think like even with my art and everything it's like I like to think of them as like a memory in a way and that's why it's like I'll keep working on something until it just like chinks out right you know like we're setting so for ancient couture I was so my first my first original name was Envisionora Creations like Envision Aura mm -hmm. and that was you know more a little bit more catered to like female streetwear but also just a little bit open 
And underneath that label um, came out one of my first series, which is the word Tom Girl, which is really just for me, like all about a balance of being a tomboy and Tom Girl. Because I've grown up, you know, I was such a tomboy in Jordan, playing on the streets, climbing everywhere. Then I came here and then been balanced with my, my girly side. And then I grew up and kind of have that balance. So awesome. Yeah, it's actually like one of my. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Love that. And so, um, so you know, I started. So, I was really being encouraged to like create this as like the brand of my streetwear name, but at the time, I felt like that would just kind of like put things in like a niche, you know. So I took a little time and I just focused on different names, and I was just like, just like trying to channel it, trying to channel, just trying to channel it because everything is. My, all my designs are based on words with vibrational resonance, like words with meaning, you know, mm-hmm. which is actually the whole reason that I created streetwear clothing is because I feel like a lot of brands, you create the brand name and then it's the brand name, brand name, brand name, brand name, you know? And for me, it's like, I wanted to create a brand name, but to have it be like ever changing and have different series within it. Mm-hmm. So I put a little bit of, I put, I put some time into it. And um, eventually just like the word ancient, which is a word I've always resonated with, so, you know, came through and the word couture because everything that I do, I design and embellish and like, you know, everything is like, even every piece of, I'm not, everything, I'm always going to touch it and put energy into it, you know, like tailor it, customize it. So when I felt that combination of words, it felt, and it kind of matched like some of the vision of like my Arab inspired designs and like having all of that, it, it like matched, it matched kind of like a, a thing within it. So, so that's, so that came to me about two and a half years ago, three years ago. And so at that time, um, you know, I like learned just a lot about, it's important with this day and age too, to like protect your intellectual property and all of that, you know? So I kind of just have been a little bit more low key because I wanted to like get my LLC and everything in order. And so I waited a little bit, got my LLC, I was traveled to Jordan and I came back. And right at that time is when I reconnected with Mo. And so I started to live paint with them. and so my journey kind of like, just like turned around in a different way. I became a live artist, like consistently. Got this residency with them. And and then I just started developing my art, like working on my art every week, which was something that was kind of more of like a backseat thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's kind of like where my journey has led me these past two years. Just like working on ancient couture. Like I have, I have very many series of things and like everything. And I like, I what I do is like, I craft my own designs, like, I print it and I cut it. I do it very old school way because I haven't learned how to fully use Photoshop yet. I'm self-teaching all of that. And so as I've been waiting to like find the right person to work with, I've also kind of been self-teaching some of it and, you know, just working on it a little bit more quietly, reeling it in so that when I come out, it's like, oh, you know? You're a little off the grid, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little off the grid. Off little, the grid. Yeah. It's a good way to be sometimes. It's, it's good. It's been really good for me to be unplugged for the past few years, but I also think that it's kind of time for me to like plug back in and be more, you know, like I've spent time with my visions and with myself and like in control of my vibration. But now the past year I've realized I have more of a responsibility even in my realms of like my voice and some of my missions to speak up a little bit and to like go through the hard work of having to learn about what's going on right now and like to learn it again you know to, to plug back in yeah 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 not easy yeah oh i get that like especially with just the role social media and the internet plays in promoting yourself mm-hmm. these days like it's 
kind of become an inevitable piece. I'd have to think of it more like that way too. I, yeah. just, I have a down with it too. Like I used to like it like back when I was in college because I followed cool pages and they'd always have these word quote pictures and I loved them because they would be like excerpts from books like like Paulo Acertoli, like and I'm like, oh, that, that's what, so I was like, putting together things from things. But now like timelines are, you just see the same few people. It's like, and my timeline is filled with a lot of Palestinian pages that I follow. So it's like a little bit, it's it's hard for me to go on there like, cause I'm, I'm receiving a lot of like data. <laughs> so I'm kind of just like a little bit, let's just, let's just see like what's going on in the world. Just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> <Go back. laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, like I've maxed out like how many people I follow on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Like I am, I am maxed out on like all my social media. So like it's, that's kind of a sign that, uh, you know, I've like dug too deep. But got respect because you push. You know, you're putting yourself out there. Trying. Yeah. Trying. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So I. I, I would love to hear, you know, um, back to Ancient Couture, just a little bit more about like your wares and products that, you know, you've designed and sold and just kind of like the various different facets of the brand. So as far as like what I create throughout it for this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I said, it's like basically like everything, everything is like word centered and everything will come with like, like some printings and like a teaching, just something that, that pairs with the church where it expands on things. Because like I said, um, the whole intention is that like, like one of my words, one of my first few words are like, uh, metaphysical, right? Very simple, but at the same time, it's like the whole intention is like, you see somebody in the room that says metaphysical and you're just like, like, I fuck with you, you know, like, you yeah. know, what? and right now these, some of these words have become more, a little bit more, more out there. But at the same time, it's like, it's still just like a certain level of like respect because you know, like I'm not, I'm not a person about fashion, but I'm about style because it's all about how you like rep yourself. So using that, like that's kind of where like everything was, everything has evolved from this, like this, this brainchild that I've been developing and growing with for these past like seven years, pretty much. It's really why I took this whole risk to become an artist. And it all started because I just wanted, I want clothes that have words that like match me, you know, I want, like, well, so one of my first, my like slogan is like accent your inner kingdom. So accent your inner kingdom, you know, so just a little zoom. But then what I do is I use like everything. I use um, one of a kind fabrics, things that I have recycled or that I upcycle. And that's how a lot of the clothing is. So it'll come in different tiers where it's like long tees, short tees, simple, but then maybe like patches of certain things on it. Like just something that adds a little, a little, you know, a little alumni vibe, you know, a little, a little, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Sure, like you like um maybe I'll show you a little sample later but and then some of it is just like it's gonna be me like just sewing things and putting them together so like refashioning but like keeping a little old school a little ancient but also modern but like the every single thing will be like one of a kind like unrepeatable you know and and really a big thing is like I believe in intention all day that's been one of the biggest things that I've said from the beginning is like I create things with intention so putting that energy into it you know keeping and then creating different tiers where it's like, um, you know, different levels of like, you know, so it's like affordable and then for a little bit higher end, but not so high, you know, well in the beginning, but you know, I, I, I think it's important to like, 
I grew up very humbly when it comes to things. So I always want things to be reachable too. That's, that's beautiful. I, I uh, respect and honor that very, very much. I, I just kind of like um, how everything that you design and work on is just so woven with purpose and presence. Um, what is your, like, what's the most recent thing uh, you've worked on as ancient couture? For ancient couture, like the most. So, I mean, I can show you something if you want a little example. Yeah, but, let's do yeah, it. Okay, cool. Because I mean, like, so like I was saying, like the biggest, my biggest, like over the past six months, like once we started streaming with um, non-pop online on Twitch, I've been like consistently creating art, but it's like, I reached that point in my art you know, when you work on something, you create the skills, there's like that point you start to like, so for these past six, seven months, I've kind of gotten to that point where I'm starting to like get to, I have to own it, like get to the next level of things. Like I've seen, I'm starting to see a difference in my artwork and my ability to like do things. So now for this new year, like a big goal for me is to like, just find a better balance between finishing things and putting things out there. It's really hard to like self-manage so many things and also create my own website, self-teach, be human, you know? But um, so now the biggest like focus now is going to be just to like, start putting my things out on Etsy at least, and mm. I'm working on my website to like put things out. But um, I'll show you a little example. Sure. So in this meantime, while I've also working things, I've been like creating prototypes and testing everything out because like if I'm going to put something out there with my name on it, I want it to be quality. Like I don't, you know. So like using different materials as I'm figuring out what I want to do, but then like washing it, giving it out to friends so they wash it and like seeing how durable it is. So that's kind of like part of the process, but I'm kind of creating a look where it's going to be like, you know, and this is just with like a different material, but. Oh yeah, sure. That's tight. I like that. And the whole point is it's like chill, casual, you know, a little on. Yeah, more cash. Yeah. But you could also dress it up and make it look like. I like how it's a lot of it is like kind of minimalist but still artsy mm -hmm. and so this is like a big thing too is like i you know i don't want to give away too much i'll have to just show you guys but it's like i like i like accents you know i think a little thing here you know it creates it creates more interest so that's part of like the tags and all of that and putting it all together so these are just like starter samples it's not like they're gonna have more layers to them sure Thank you for uh, sharing that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's tight. Thank you for asking. Yeah, no, certainly. Um, you might like this one. It says Truth Seeker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one, that one uh, hits hard. This one would look great on you totally. Little crop top. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't I? I would uh, kill that shit. You could. You know, you might have to borrow it now. Oh, yeah. You might have to, like, uh, mail it to me. I'll mail, I'll mail it to Shorewood super late. Right. <laughs> we, yeah. we have to, you have to come out to non-pop one time and then. I will. We'll have a little photo sesh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I would love to uh, um, model some ancient couture. Um, that would be really fun. If you would be, if you'd be down, I would love to do that. I would love that. And you know what? Like more than anything, I've seen like that you put Milwaukee on for different clothing brands. Like I've seen you do some like with different shirts and brands like that. So I've already been like, dude, that's fucking cool, you know? Cause that Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. Because <laughs> you don't know who it reaches or, you know, like, and just yeah. minimally the effort, like that thought is so cool. 
So oh, yeah, yeah. you could definitely model some of myself. <laughs> oh, word. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm very down. I have been collecting clothes from local creatives and, uh, um, bands and i've just been like racking up the the milwaukee merch uh because our community fucking needs support right now i mean people are struggling so much like you know not only like financially but people are struggling a lot personally right now and what we need is you know community redistribution and re and reinvestment and if that has to come from it can't come from our government um before it comes from ourselves and yeah. that's why i believe so much in artists through you know buying a little piece of their clothing or their artwork or doing a little commission from them or something like that like that's what we need right now i mean in in a very like viscerally lonely time and through quarantine yeah. like god if i can help if i can help one person like i like that's all I want to fucking do right now is just help remind people that like, you know, I'm seeing them and I'm hearing them and I'm watching them and like, I want them to know that I want to support them. So Dude, that's like, that's that, literally what it's all about. I respect that and appreciate that perspective so much. Cause you know, like it's like change. Oh, Roger sitting on my painting. You know, like change happens on an individual basis. And that's, you know, even if you're trying to recreate and learn patterns in your life, we're all doing that in different ways. It's by conscious choice by choice, little one. Life is happening in the second, you know? So that is how you make the change. Like making people feel seen. I, I respect that and I appreciate that. Thank you. You know, if you do it voluntarily a couple times, it becomes like an involuntary instinct of like, oh, these people need support. I'm going to go buy their shit you know or i'm gonna go listen to what they just dropped you know it's like it becomes an instinctual thing through that reconditioning that we were talking about before um so you you so you um said that you went back to jordan for a bit you came back and then you got in touch with mo and that's how you got involved with non-pop correct yes okay Awesome. So yeah, I guess I'd just love to hear a little bit about how the whole like live painting, like live artistry that you do with non-pop, like, like um, if you want to explain your role a little bit more, just like uh, for the sake of folks that are more um, curious and like, yeah, just what exactly it is you do with them. Sure. So so I started um, back in May, a couple, almost two years ago now at this time, it was my first time live painting right when they switched over to Nomad. Mm. And so I started out just kind of as like creating live art and then I come with an idea, you know, working on it live. And at that time, I, so I started like connecting with them. And so I should probably trace this back a little because me, Mo and Tisa went to UWM and we were freshmen at the same time. So me and Mo connected through science class, I'll tell you, I kept him awake in science class. And we had a friend, Kira, that was like a mutual friend. And um, and Tisa, I remember just seeing him on campus because like he had his rugby stuff or something. We just like, so we were all kind of crossing paths. And throughout the years, like just being in Milwaukee, being involved in different ways and seeing, you know, it's like their names have always kind of kept, like come up. And they were just people that like, I just feel like have really like 
just good character, good integrity. They have good respect in Milwaukee. And, you know, I, like I pay attention to that because it's really important to have, you know, it's, it's that's your name is your name, you know? And so, yeah, so I always just like, you know, I always thought they were really cool people. And so when we reconnected, it was just some timing. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to come out and paint with you guys sometime. And at that point, I had done it a few times um, at some bigger events, like through connected a couple times to the Miramar, a few, a few times, and then a few times some bigger shows, um, Wisconsin Luther Center. I did it, you know, a couple of different places. So um, it was cool to get involved and do it on its like smaller bar vibe. And from there, we kind of, we just connected, you know, it was just kind of like, and so it kind of became it was just like a natural thing. It was like, okay, three amigos, you know, we started doing it and I started coming back pretty much like every week and like being kind of like a steady artist. And at the same time, because everything that I do, it's like my biggest thing is like, I just love designing, you know, like interior design, like just creating ambiances. That's like my special skills. Like I can just like organize things or like move it around and make it like, but that's just something that has to be experienced, you know? So, so throughout time, I started to kind of like, work with them and do little things for ambiance and just you know just like showing that I'm like real about it and that I want to be involved in like you know showing my commitment through action so we just like stayed connected and kept on doing it and little by little we continued like moved around a little bit and yeah like showing up in the beginning it's like for the beginning of it because you know I'd be working during the day and I'd come back and take a nice little nap and think that I'm gonna give myself more time to prepare but a lot of times it would just actually like me putting myself on the spot and learning a new thing. Like I'd be, okay, I'm gonna like learn how to draw cheetah tonight. So like, just kind of putting myself live, like, you know, like learning like the lighting or learning what I need to bring, learning what I need to do, or, you know, and figuring it out, you know, coming back and being like, oh, okay, I kind of got that. Okay, I'm gonna do some clouds or I have this like general, it's like a, you know? So I put myself like on the spot a lot, which was really good, but it was a good, it was a good chance for me to like push myself from my comfort zone. And I started to just get in that practice and start to actually do art like consistently every week. And so from there, it just kept on building up. And um, yeah, we ended up, we were working at This Is It every week, every month with BJ Bryan stuff. And that was just a really cool ambiance. So awesome to work with. Their staff is awesome, just good people. And um, so then for those pieces, I would do something a little bit different. And then we expanded to Site 1A eventually. And around that time, so much was happening that was because that was literally earlier this year so crazy this year was just was crazy um yeah and so like what so for a 414 day Mo Crosby hit us up and she was like hey like, shout for, she asked us to kind of, like, paint for it hold on yeah shout, yeah. shout out to Mo Crosby shout I love out to her Crosby. yes she's she's an angel love yeah. her she's awesome big respects to her for sure oh yeah she yeah. uh Cool. She, she and Kelsey hit me up to do the Mr. Nice Guy live podcast for The Hive, like about a year ago now. And that was such a cool experience. That's a great space. They do great work over there. They do. And Kelsey's so awesome. Like she was just like smashing our flyers for so long. Like, yeah. this is it. We had like, we have a nice little portfolio from her for sure. Dude, yeah. She's the best too. I just love those those women so much. They're they're yeah. fucking badass. And they're just genuine, like just genuine people where you're like, cool. Like when they became when they connected across paths, I was like, that's good, you know? Yeah. They do good stuff on Milwaukee for sure. Certainly. As you're saying. Well, that was cool. pretty much speaking of that, like Mo Mo reached out to us and she was like, you know, you guys want to be part of it. And we were like, hell yeah. So 
me and Mo hopped on a stream for the four and four day. And that day I had like this piece that, that was a commission that I have. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna improvise it as always. But I was trying to paint nature, which was really hard. But I just got on there, we set it up and we just, we streamed and we were like, after at the end of that day, we were, me and Mo had like one of our talks and we were just like, we we're like, yo, you wanna do this again? Like we should start doing this. And he had been, we'd been like thinking about Twitch and stuff. And so we're like, okay, let's just start tomorrow. So we hopped on Wednesday and we just started doing streams for Twitch. And well, we start, actually, we started in the beginning. We started in the beginning with Instagram where we do the double screen. And so, yeah, we began curating things in a different way, more online, brought on different artists and posted through different people. And it was cool to connect with different people from different places at that time. And yeah, it was, yeah, it was just awesome how all of that happened. Because at the same time, we had began like some meetings like with Pancake and stuff early in the year. So we were like really starting to like move up in non-pop, like really thinking like starting to have these weekly meetings, trying to think about expanding our vision. Like what do we want to do outside of here? Like how can we grow? Like really taking things more seriously. And so that's kind of how it's been the past year. Like just steady working on the vision, a lot of behind the scenes work, a lot of like discussion and like pushing and yeah, so we continued the streams and that's kind of until we eventually were able to um, reconnect, make connections with RWB and we popped in there and started in the calls. It's been a little journey. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It's super cool. It's awesome that, um, you know, all of that came to fruition. Um, so do you like, do you always paint with uh, musical accompaniment? Yeah. So basically that's kind of like how it's been besides you know, like my own prep time and doing things at home or coming back after the night and like just sitting with the piece. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's always, we have, you know, we start the nights off at nine, kick it off. We have somebody's right away starting music DJing and okay. all night till bar close usually. And so okay. yeah, we're set up. Now we have Roman Gunderson, he's come on. He's become our other resident artist now. He runs social media. And so we began to expand. And in the same time, I've been expanding my role as an art coordinator. And you know, starting to like put my feet a little bit more with like reaching out and bringing other people in, while also multitasking. So we're we're expanding for sure. Right. Yeah. Good. Good for y'all. That's yeah. that's awesome. Um, great to hear. Um, so um, um, so what's uh, what's coming up? What's coming up? What's going down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, coming up so right now like one of my big things that are happening is that I'm I'm like pretty much like right there for a few of my art pieces where I'm like yeah, just a few like thing and then the autograph so I'm like focusing on just bringing things back full circle and like finishing them so I can make prints and start to like put myself out there um I think the big the next big step for me is just to replug in a little bit clean out my phone, um, just like recreate my own, you know, I've always just kind of been like a very relaxed person with my phone and that's been like my self-prophecy, self-fulfilling prophecy way. So like just recreating my identity with my phone and like rebuilding that a little bit and putting things out there and making things more reachable. And at the same time, like working on my website too, to put, start dropping some things. But like for me, by spring is gonna be the latest, I'm gonna put some things out, so. We'll be watching. Thank you. Thank you. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, and no, I look forward to the uh, um, upcoming drops. Yes. And, um, yeah, I, I think uh, you make some really neat stuff. So definitely uh, 
I'm excited to see uh, what you what you come up with. Um, so the last question I have for you before we close out, um, something that uh, you've alluded to a couple times uh, earlier. Do you feel like your Palestinian identity like influences the work you do? One million percent. One million percent. Um, it's like one of those things where like I also like I've tried my best to like not put myself in boxes of labels, but like being Palestinian and being Middle Eastern is like so close to my heart in this lifetime because it's just giving me a frame of reference for gratitude to not, you know, like when I moved here, everything coming into color, like just like in different ways, you know, but also like growing up and realizing that the real beauty was there, you know, like in, in the cement and, you know, like in spending time with neighbors and like, just like, you know, cause I, like I'll say too, it's like, I, you know how I was saying, like I am pretty modern, but I'm very like as, as much of a Middle Eastern woman as I could be, but I'm very modern. Like I've had to really fight to like have my own identity and to break boxes and to break molds of like, what is that, you know? Well, all at the same time, like really like keeping my true like morals and beliefs and, you know, like finding, just finding that balance of like, of being also like being in America, but being that, but being born here, but being of this whole culture, like being hundred percent of it like, you know? So I think that definitely it pushes me, it pushes me to, to like, you know, do my parents right and to like, to represent that and ultimately like all of everything that I'm creating, what my intention is for it to just be a platform, you know, just be a platform. And I don't know what the ultimate goal is. I'm kind of just like going with it right now and like learning and overcoming milestones. Um, but I know that I definitely want to, I think that it's important our voice in this world. And I want to be somebody that can just, you know, just put, put my thoughts out there about certain things and make a difference in like little ways, you know? Not in a huge grand crazy way, but just in little ways from little conversations or little things or, you know? But I definitely think that um, the time in earth right now is a very intense time. And I'm grateful to be in Milwaukee and to help with the vibration because I think they're just like a very interesting, magical thing about Milwaukee. And I think it's like a catalyst for this human consciousness. And I also feel that Palestine is the same. So, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of going with what I know for now and just hoping, yeah. Um, oh, that's wonderful. That's for the intro then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's beautiful. And I appreciate you sharing those sentiments. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's wonderful that you wear it, you know, as such an integral part of like why you do what you do and like the inner workings of, your identity, like, you know, coming out in this or that, um, you know, in terms of what you do creatively. And yeah, and like, you know, I've been to Palestine a couple of times and it's a beautiful culture and uh, such great food. The food is so fucking good. Oh my God. I know. I'm, my parents throw it down. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. yeah. I, I love, like, I'm a sucker for a good shawarma. Um, and oh yes to be yes. yes oh certainly yeah um and like and you know like the the conversation of of palestine is one that um it's it's a lot you know it's a lot to get into as you know obviously like but you know it's just 
bottom line is, is like whether you're making like a really large grand statement or you're making small little ones that appear in, you know, periodic statements or conversations, like either way is a valid and great way to do it. Like whether it's big or small. I appreciate you just sharing space with me tonight to talk about what you do and why you do it. Um, and had I've had a blast, I've laughed, I've smiled a lot. I've, um, yeah, like I, I just feel I want to hang out with you. You know, like I want to just like, you know, I definitely want to like keep picking your your mind on, on things like, cause I can tell like you think deeply and intently about how you feel about like what's around you. And you just ask yourself a lot of questions and it's a great way to be. So yeah, I really enjoyed this interview a lot. Lisa is what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I feel that. And I feel that so much too, because thank you for also sharing space with me and giving me a chance to reflect out loud you know I'm like I've been a very low-key person and this was really good opportunity for me to come out of Michelle a little bit and like you know open up a little which is really like a big goal for me um but I will say that like you know like you caught my attention right away online because I don't even know how we crossed paths you know but we did and you caught my attention because you were advocating for a topic that is sensitive about Palestine and you know like that's something that that I'm self-teaching about a lot while also keeping in mind the stories that my parents are telling me and like, you know, and they're actually like really good stories. It's not, it's just, you know, understanding the narratives and the history so I can be confident enough to like really speak about it, you know? Um, and so like, you know, I just, I have a lot of respect for you for taking stands and things against the norm and being brave in that because I mean, I just respect that, you know, cause I know how hard that is. And that's really like all that matters. Like I, I just respect it so much. I think I, I appreciate that. You know, that's also really deep. This is a whole conversation that we will have in a whole other time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, definitely. Well, that's very sweet. And thank you very much for saying that. Um, so as we're closing out here, uh, my closing questions, I ask everybody. Um, Lisa, what keeps you up at night? Keeps me up at night? Um, usually doing art because I'm, I'm a late night owl. Um, what keeps me up at night? I think it's just like, what keeps me up at night? That's a good question in its own way. I'm thinking of it too philosophically probably, so I'll step back a little. Um, I think just like my, my passion to be able to like, to be a little bit seen, you know? And especially, I feel like, you know, just to be understood a little bit and seen, cause I think that I'm just like a very like deep person, but I can also like kind of get along with everybody, but I would really like to like, just share myself and like put myself out there, and, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just feel a little totally. more good in this world. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I share some similar reflections. Um, what, what puts you to sleep? me to sleep is honestly like knowing like just to say like it's like knowing that knowing that when I want to do something it's like I'm gonna do it I'll get it done and like no just like having 
even though sometimes it gets tested a little bit and have the human experience of like going back and forth, like there is like an, my unwavering understanding and like being able to put my mind on something and, you know, just to seeing it through, even if it takes a little while, so. That's a great frame of mind to have. And um, I'm a firm believer in that too. Like if I believe like I can do something and like I will do something, like I have to hold myself accountable that I'm gonna do it mm -hmm. uh, because otherwise, you know, no one, no one's gonna wait for me to do it. You have to mm -hmm. be a real go-getter. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, love it. Thank you once again, Lisa, for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. For everyone watch. What's that? It's been a pleasure. Anytime, love. Um, um, so uh, as we're uh, closing out, um, I'll be tagging uh, Lisa Batika uh, on Facebook, Instagram. So uh, all of y'all watching can check out her artwork. I'll be tagging Non-Pop as well as Ancient Couture. Um, be sure to uh, tune in to the events that Nonpop is doing um, over live stream during quarantine. Very much look forward to uh, the in-person events again someday, hopefully soon. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Yeah.